Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. Ah, summer, barbecues, beach, warm weather, and cricket. In this bite size from episode number 43, Australian cricket legend Simon Cadditz gives his thoughts on the changes in professional cricket, especially over the last 20 to 30 years. Caddo talks about his experience coming through the system in the 90s, which required him to work and study, in addition to training and playing professionally. Caddo notes that while players are able to make a comfortable, in fact a very comfortable living, playing professional cricket these days, it can also leave them with a lack of real-world experience and at times a lack of resilience. One of the other challenges we discuss is a lack of recovery and little to no off-season, which can lead to higher levels of burnout. If you like this short form or bite-sized format, you can listen to the long-form interview in between overs. Go to episode number 43 of Performance Intelligence Podcast. I often get a parent uh, will say to me, Kat, hey, I've, my daughter or my son is a great AFL player. She's a great cricketer or a really good hurdler. Can you sit down and have a chat with my child and talk to them about what they need to do to go to the Olympics to play for the Diamonds or whatever it may be? Uh, I imagine you get a fair bit of that. What do you say to a parent who has got a child or what do you say to a developing teenager who wants to go to the next level? Well, I think the the main message for me is to to make sure that they're loving what they do because I know it was my passion. It wasn't thrust on me by anyone else. It wasn't forced. I mean, there was no one in my family background that really played cricket or, or got to a high level of, of any sort of sport given that my grandparents migrated from Yugoslavia and there wasn't that background in no cricket. No cricket in Yugoslavia? No. Point. So in terms of I knew it was because I wanted to do it. So I think that's the most important thing that, you know, as a parent now, I'm really mindful that I don't put that pressure on on my sons, even though I love the game. I know they love playing it, but I know it's because it's it's driven by them rather than me saying, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And I think that's really important. And then the messaging for me is to have that balance because one thing that I look back on now and, and I'm really glad that I did was I studied after I finished school. And I saw other mates that didn't do that and then they got into the professional environment of cricket and it's very cutthroat and back then it was semi-professional. So there wasn't the money in the game that there is now. You know, we used to train 10 months of the year and unless you got picked for a game, you didn't earn a cent. So I think that's part of the problem now when we talk about player burnout or mental health. I, personally, I actually think a lot of the, the the mental health challenges we're branding now, I actually think it's burnout, that you've got these young players who are playing state cricket, they're playing 2020 Big Bash, they might get an IPL contract, they might go over and play county, they just need to have some time off. There's no balance. I completely agree and I think I've been having this chat over the last few years with the Players Association and, and just seeing the changes from when we started in the mid-90s and seeing if there's anything that stands out between then and now. And it, It's always hard to compare eras because the game is so different now and T20's evolved. There's all these different leagues that the players you know, want to be involved in and because of the money involved and you can't blame them for that. And I don't know how I would have been able to make those decisions you know, as a young player, what to play and what not to play in because it's, it is a tough decision for them now. But I agree. I think the burnout factor is is huge, but I also think the environment that is 
is such at state cricket now is so different to what it was in the mid-90s where guys are in at 7 or 8 in the morning and they stay there all day, much like the AFL system. Whereas we had a system where you train twice a week with your club team. You might only train twice a week after work or after study, you know, from 5 p.m. onwards with your mates at the Wacker. And then the rest of the time, you had to be accountable for your own time in terms of studying or working or whatever it was. So you actually have an environment where you're more self-sufficient, whereas now everything's sort of done for the players. And I just wonder whether that's taking away from their um, skills of being able to you know, get better at decision-making and making good decisions for themselves, not only with their cricket, but also with their lifestyle. Yeah. Because ultimately, they've got to grow up and learn how to fend for themselves on and off the field. And if that's always being done for you, you're never going to probably learn you know, what works for you if someone else is making those decisions totally for you. Totally agree. The, the risk of – what are those two guys in the Muppets, Waldorf and Grimsley, <laughs> sitting up there, there? Oh, there's never like this when we were a young guy. I think they're there way too long. They're filling in time, but it's, you know, life is extreme sports. You know, high, train hard, get stressed, you know, high intensity interval training, stretch your brain, chill out, relax, switch off. But it seems like they're in this static linearity. Are you planning an upcoming conference or company offsite? For the past 15 years, I've averaged speaking at over 50 events each year, and I still love presenting at conferences as much as I did when I first started. To explore the different presentations I offer on a range of topics and themes, including physical and psychological well-being, becoming burnout-proof, connection and belonging, that's a new area I'm, I'm really enjoying presenting on, neuroscience and behavior change, mental skills and leadership and culture, or if you'd like to understand our fully integrated conference experience with pre-event diagnostics, activities throughout the agenda, including a morning wake-up, energy breaks, team building activities, and digital resources to embed learning. To find out more information and to download a brochure, go to andrewmay.com slash keynotes. Now, in your portfolio career with commentating, radio and also TV, you have some other interest as well, some investments. If you were to pick up one other thing in your portfolio career and they said, okay, go run a cricket association, what would you change? Well, the one thing I think if I was involved coaching in, uh, in Australia would be to look at how we went about things back in the mid-90s because I think in terms of development programs – you know, a lot of guys developed their game doing that sort of system that I mentioned before. They stayed, you know, with their club mates. And I think the, the beauty about that is if you're training with guys that aren't playing the game full time, you're actually staying grounded. And I think it would help the mental health, that space, because you've actually got a lot of perspective in life when you, rather than being in this cocoon where you've got all the same like-minded athletes thinking the same or talking about the same things, when you, I guess, associate yourself with people that are, are doing normal day-to-day -day jobs, you certainly stay grounded. And the game of cricket, you have to stay grounded because one day you can be scoring 100, the next day a first ball duck. And I think as a coach in Australia, I'd be inclined to go back to what it was like to provide some perspective to these young guys because at 18 or 19 years of age, these young kids are nowhere near 
the finished product. They've got a long journey ahead of them. But if they believe that they're there and ready to go at that that stage of their careers, then I, I think they're kidding themselves and it's a long journey. So rather than think that they're right there at that point in time, I'd be encouraging them to obviously go out into the real world and maybe study or do some part-time work to give them some perspective to realise how good they've got it with their opportunity as a rookie or, or as a state-contracted player so that – you know, when things get tough in cricket, there's some balance there for them to make sure that they stay even rather than being up and down over the emotion of a performance because everything's riding on it. And that's what's happening at the moment. Everything, it's almost like all their eggs are in one basket. And having been through that as a young player where I didn't have all my eggs in one basket, having the study behind me, I know I was able to relax and enjoy my career and play it for the right reasons. And I, and I, don't think it's as easy as that for the young players now and I think they've got some big challenges because of the way the environment is. It's great that they get well looked after financially now and I'm, I'm certainly an advocate for that because you need to have a little bit of that stress taken away to be able to support yourself as an 18 or 19 year old moving out of home but at the same time it is creating problems in the system we're seeing at the moment. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM Edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.